Good day, listeners. This is your host, Michael Martins, with the Martins Critical Review, broadcasting this afternoon from a sunny day here in south-central British Columbia. In today's program, we continue along with our new series exploring the impacts of the COVID-19 scamdemic and take a look at life in the world beyond COVID-19. Is the age of viral bioweapons released onto an unsuspecting world by the CCP behind us? Sadly, as we'll learn today, that is unlikely. Today, we are very fortunate to once again host a very special guest. Joining us for this episode is Dr. Li Min Yan. Dr. Yan is a medical doctor, PhD virologist, and independent coronavirus expert. She was educated at two top medical schools in China and also conducted a postdoctoral fellow at the School of Public Health in the University of Hong Kong. Because of her extensive professional network and scientific evidence, Dr. Yan has the distinction of being the only Chinese insider in the West with first-hand knowledge about the true nature of the virus, as well as the CCP's deceptive methods used to disguise their international bioweapons research. Recognizing the great danger posed by the virus and the CCP plot to cover up its nefarious activities, Dr. Yan fled to the United States to reveal the truth to the world. Since coming to America, Dr. Yan has been the primary author of three research papers detailing the lab origins of SARS-CoV-2. Since escaping from Hong Kong on April 28, 2020, she's been interviewed four times now by the FBI, including an FBI virologist, and each time she's been deemed credible. Dr. Yan, thank you so much for your time today. It's a real pleasure to be able to host you once more, and welcome back to the show. Thank you, Michael. It's nice and to see you Thank you, you again. very much for having me back. Very good. So when uh, when you fled Hong Kong for America, uh, you were forced to flee after being alerted by an intelligence source uh, outside the country that there was a plot to have you disappeared due to your revelations about the true origins of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. I'm personally concerned about your safety, uh, given your outspoken position regarding the CCP. Uh, has there been any further threats to your safety since arriving in America? And are you always on guard, fearful for your safety? Uh didn't we talk about what I have met uh, since I came to America last night, uh, last time? Uh, uh, I don't, I don't, let's, let's bring the readers up to speed. So what's happened since then? And any more threats? I mean, did you see strange Chinese sure, sure. Uh, people following you on the streets? I mean, what, what is life like for you? Uh, sure. So actually I, I'm always under this kind of different, uh, various threats, uh, from the CCP and also their, uh, allies. Uh, this including like um, China government has put a lot of money to create those kind of propaganda. Uh, those propaganda including the comics and uh, rumors uh, in over seven languages. And also they spread it using their you know cyber uh, army uh, on different uh, platforms like uh, TikTok or um, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, there was a report uh, published by one American intelligence related uh, company. They have analyzed uh, some of these attacks I received online and they said at least seven languages and over 30 uh, platforms were involved because uh, Chinese government seems very desperately uh, promoting these um, attacks. And also, uh, there were some new attacks happened very recently. It will start from like uh, February this year, and this, they have the new uh, group of the comics, and they claim uh, they want to do the protest because one uh, famous university uh, has some uh, 
plan to hire me to do research. So they call for uh, people, I mean, they will organize people to go to that university to kick me out of America and the academic field. And also, uh, they have different uh, style of the attacks, uh, including like, uh, they will threat the people who want interview me or uh, invite me to join the uh, public event to tell people the virus truth. Uh, for example, I recently finished my Las Vegas COVID summit, uh, whose uh, the host is a uh, governor candidate of Nevada. He's a doctor and he met me before and then he invited me there to tell the truth to Nevada citizens. It went very well, but later they told me actually since they post the uh, advertisement of um, the guests, uh, they also, the campaign also received some phone call. They threatened them to remove me from the uh, VIP guest because if I went there, uh, then they, they threat that the governor candidate will not receive any donation and he cannot go to any social media uh, or like this. But these people, they are very brave. So campaign manager didn't care about that and the host didn't care about that. So we finished the whole event very well, all like this. That's interesting. And, and clearly, if you were lying about what you're speaking about, the CCP wouldn't be engaged in trying to discredit you. So it's interesting that they've gone to this extent, which clearly shows uh, anyone with a rational, logical mind that they, you, you are, in fact, speaking the truth and you are a, a problem for them. Yes, it is. And also, yeah. Uh, for example, because so many things happened, uh, like uh, one of the CCP agents uh, recently exposed now in America, he actually uh, uh, threatened me that they will uh, help CCP to bring me back to China. And uh, also, like for example, kidnap me overnight, the next morning I will be in Hong Kong, and they exposed my passport, my uh, home address, and even there was a fake FBI agent went into my previous apartment in Connecticut and he claimed that he's an FBI. And so he got into my room and he took the video and sent to the CCP agent to intimidate me on us. And this case now is already uh, handled by the FBI. Wow. Wow. Well, that's uh, like I said, I'm, I'm concerned for your safety, Dr. Yan. So uh, you be safe. Um, I, also I also understand that uh, there's been at least four virologists that have worked on the uh, COVID virus whose death are considered to be suspicious by many inside China. Is this true? Uh, there are several, yes, several scientists who have uh, working um, very, uh, you can say, some of them deeply into the, this area, even someone uh, has a uh, way already identify he should be part of the team uh, in, I mean, develop SARS-CoV-2 in China. Uh, they suddenly passed away. Uh, I remember um, there are several names, it's uh, Zhou Yusen, who is from People's Liberation Army. He's a very senior scientist and who has been in America for a long time in the New York Blood Center. And his wife still stays there. Uh, after that, his wife moved to another university in America, and he suddenly passed away. And right before he passed away in China, he actually in 
his lab, they have um, found the uh, new variant. At that time, they said it's come from the mouse. However, uh, coincidentally, this variant was later on become the dominant variant in UK in September 2020 after several months of his past uh, his death. So this scientist, he, uh, Joe, actually is working on uh, immune escape. So that means that you you know the variant can be dominant because they escape from the immune system, and so they can escape your immune surveillance of your body and all this population, and then the new one become more dominant. So this is something related to his professional field. And also, he actually, with his wife and also several other people, they are that kind of, we call uh, military civil, uh, civil fusion project uh, staffs. So they have their PLA uh, positions, or they hide it, or they change to the other, uh, maybe they shift to civilian position. And so they went to America and uh, get the technology, get the ground from America, and also um, infiltrate, manipulate in this field. So for him, he's one example. And also there are other examples, like another uh, professor, his name is Zhao Zhendong. He passed also in the summer of 2020 suddenly, and this is very sudden. Also, they claim that it's a heart attack. However, uh, he should be the one of that kind of uh, director uh, uh, scientist who is in the ch in charge of the Chinese COVID vaccine development. Uh, we still don't know yet what exactly happened to him. But we know that um, this person, he seems very straightforward and he always show that his different opinion based on science. So before, you know, before we push the COVID vaccine into market, we do have seen that a lot of potential risk would happen. And uh, I don't know what exactly happened to this scientist, what he said or maybe not. Uh, but it's very suspicious because he passed away before the vaccine go to the market and the China government actually uh, handled his death in a very low profile before the vaccine go to market. However, after several months of vaccine uh, promotion, they start to give new uh, that kind of articles on the uh, media to say, oh, this is a great scientist and he has done a lot in our vaccine development. So this is very, very suspicious too. And there are other, several other people passed away, but I think these two uh, may be very, um, I think uh, people can do some research of, maybe can aware of. Mm, very interesting. And uh, before we get into the rest of the discussion here today, can you refresh the readers, or sorry, the, the, the listeners' memories on the term unrestricted bioweapon and describe the scope of China's offensive unrestricted biological weapons program for us, please? Oh, yeah, sure. So unrestricted bioweapon, it's I and my team defined in the Yen reports uh, in 2020. The unrestricted bioweapon, uh, briefly, you can consider as uh, weaponized pathogens plus misinformation, censorship, and propaganda. 
So that actually enhanced the weapons, uh, weaponized pathogens power. And this pathogen can be virus, can be bacteria, can be others. And because, for example, the typical uh, uh, example is COVID-19. And people already, actually, from the beginning, there are other bioweapon scientists, even back to early 2020, uh, from Japan or from other uh, countries, they have talked about this can be a bioweapon, weaponized coronavirus. But because of the nature origin theory promoted by Chinese government and also NIH, WHO, all this scientific information, disinformation campaign. So people get confused and they tend to listen to these established scientists or these big authorities. That's why you see, we have wasted a lot of time during the pandemic and a lot of people get hurt or even lost their lives during the pandemic. If we can realize this is from the lab and then further realize it is weaponized without misinformation, then I believe all these things would be short, this period of pandemic would be shortened and also the control of the pandemic would be much better. So based on Chinese Com Communist Party's principle and also the evidence I obtained, they try to develop this kind of unrestricted bioweapon because they know once uh, weaponized pathogens come into the uh, environment, then people always there will be uh, some scientists or some other people who realize something wrong. So they have clearly mentioned at that time plausible deniability and this kind of misinformation would help it to exert more uh, power. And also we have other examples. Uh, let me tell you some new scenarios based on CCP's propaganda from last few months. Some of them you may be familiar with. So this time uh, CCP, they changed the style of the unrestricted bioweapon. They didn't release it and then tell you it's from nature because it looks not very good for them and gives them some trouble. So this time we, we can say that based on all our intelligence and evidence, Chinese government actually, they changed the style. They try to let people believe that the weaponized pathogen you see later on come from other country, especially America, but not China. So they called it as, uh, how to translate it? They have some special name to describe this kind of propaganda. It means they implant this kind of uh, ideas uh, through media, through propaganda to you before it happened. So once it happened, you were, oh, I heard about that. Yeah, China is innocent but America is guilty like this. So let me tell you several scenarios uh, they promote most in the media. Uh, one is they claim that uh, America won release the bioweapons through the Winter Olympic. 
they said American uh, government has yet because they even claim American uh, released the COVID through the military games in Wuhan. So they said this time American government sent people to Winter Olympic conduct other uh, confidential tasks, in, uh, including to release their other weapons. And also, uh, I'm not sure whether you have heard about a news happened in Philadelphia, America, several months ago that some lab monkey uh, escaped when there was a truck accident. Uh, very interesting. Uh, very interesting that uh, right after that, CCP also promotes this kind of misinformation all over their media and in other language that these lab monkeys they carry some bioweapon uh, passages, especially Ebola or this kind of hemorrhagic fever viruses. So this, they claim that these monkeys will spread Ebola or other hemorrhagic fever viruses after that. And another very, very popular propaganda, man, uh, many people may not realize is uh, since China, Xi Jinping has become the strong ally with Putin regime in Russia. Uh, so what China can do in this war is not only financial support, but also unrestricted bioweapon support. So that's why you see uh, in the past few weeks, there was some news talking about the Ukraine labs, bio labs, which was uh, granted by American government. And the Russia, China, their allies uh, start to tell that they have evidence that American government develop bioweapons in Ukraine. And even they want to uh, convince people that this Russia uh, invasion to U Ukraine is the right action because they want uh, like to uh, control this bioweapon in case of the bio attacks. So let me tell you what's hide inside. This is very tricky because they want people to say, yes, there were biolabs and yes, there were grounds from America. And also people all feel suspicious about the origin of the COVID because uh, they know it's even a majority of people, they say it cannot come from nature. So mixed all these things with some kind of document that uh, this bio lab in Ukraine was working, seems can confuse quite a lot of people. However, there were some very important points here that first, bioweapon uh, development cannot be conducted in a uh, random lab. It requires experience, material, facilities, all these things. And we didn't see any evidence about development of bioweapons from these labs. I mean, all this document I checked, they're doing something like data statistics, observing the birds which carry the flu uh, going across Ukraine or that area. They have done this kind of routine jobs. And also, when you try to talk about Americans' ground, no matter to Wuhan or to Ukraine, people should know American government is the top, uh, I mean, 
the the most uh the government gave most grants all over the world to many labs support the uh, biotechnology uh, and also the public health. So if you want to say it's from America, that means almost all these kind of big labs you are talking about, you always can say it's connected to America. However, such labs, they based in this country, they get the surveillance from both the local government and also those scientists uh, from like, for example, EcoHealth or WHO or NIH. So the tricky thing here is when they try to mix the Wuhan things with the Ukraine things, they actually hide one fact. That is when American government sends these taxpayers money to help the local government to develop their biodefense or biotechnology, the local government like China, they always has more uh, authorities in this project. They can do anything they want, and what else they need to do is to compromise the, the scientists who should surveillance them. Here, including Fauci, Peter Daszak, Ralph Barrick, and all like this. But in this Ukraine labs, we didn't see any evidence about this too. They didn't develop, they didn't really conduct similar project, and we didn't see other things suspicious. So basically, I mean, when I look through this propaganda, very interesting is that China tried to blame two things to America in Ukraine. One is the claim that COVID 19 is even made in Ukraine lab by American and Ukraine scientists. And also, they want to say that uh, they also study the hemorrhagic fever viruses they are using Ukraine people. These are totally uh, groundless. And this actually matched our intelligence that China's is Chinese Communist Party is working on hemorrhagic fever viruses as the next generation of unrestricted bioweapon, and they are going to release it when the timing is available. And so you have some sources um, within China that uh, warned you that perhaps the CCP was going to use the Winter Olympics to release uh, these hemorrhagic fevers. And of course, we recently had a couple of cases, <clears throat> excuse me, that were discovered in Britain, uh, marking the first time such illness had ever been seen in that country in over a decade. Uh, so first of all, is this statement correct? Uh, and two, has this release occurred or, or have they decided uh, against releasing this at this time? Uh, so the hemorrhagic fever is Chinese Communist Party's one uh, they consider as already prepared, well-prepared uh, unrestricted bioweapon. This is confirmed by my uh, source and also my team has done some verified uh, uh, cross-verification. Uh, so this time, the uh, Chinese Communist Party believe they have found some special antidotes. Uh, so hemorrhagic fever, let me tell you a little bit more here. Hemorrhagic fever viruses are not only one type of the virus. Uh, 
hemorrhagic fever means the patient has some typical symptoms, including both bleeding and fever. So there are a group of the different viruses can cause the similar symptoms. Uh, all these virus kind of high lethal. The death rate without treatment can be over 10% to even 90%. And this virus, some of them, uh, you, you may already heard, like Ebola, Marble, in the Hanta, and Lhasa, and something else. So this virus, they can come from nature directly. Actually, I have talked to some other people, uh, other scientists. They told me that it's not easy to do gain of function to these uh, hemorrhagic fever viruses because it's already lethal enough. And, and these viruses, can, many of them originated from like West Africa. So we see very rare cases in like Europe or America usually. So these viruses also have another thing in common that we don't have the special drugs target aid or vaccines. So once it happens, uh, we usually have to treat it according to the symptoms like anti-bleeding, anti-fever, anti-inflammation, or like this. But Chinese Communist Party and their military scientists, because as I already said, they spend a long time to work on the unrestricted bioweapon, and all these hemorrhagic fever viruses uh, can be considered as very good bioweapons. So they actually had found something they thought to be useful in treating hemorrhagic fever viruses, uh, especially like Marble, Lhasa, Henta, these viruses, because they have found uh, a target in the patients who get infected of these uh, viruses. So when we received the intelligence, they actually told us a name of a monoantibody. And this mechanism is based on my team's analytes. So we found that once Chinese Communist Party government uh, start to, um, how to say, focus on this monoantibody, the reason is because the connection between the virus to the treatment. So this antibody's name is uh, Dazarex. This is a commercial name. It is the anti-CD38 uh, monoantibody used to treat the myeloma, one type of the leukemia. Uh, this antibody is developed by Johnson & Johnson Company. And somehow, because China government has a joint company in Xi'an, in uh, one of the biggest cities in China, uh, so this company managed to get to know the monoantibody from Johnson Johnson during the collaboration. And also they realized that this antibody not only treat uh, myeloma, also can treat hemorrhagic fever viruses. And they also have their paper published in China to talk about uh, this mechanism. So it's like CD38 is one 
enzyme a protein we have in our body, you have, I have, but when people get uh, that myeloma, it increase abnormally. So this monoantibody can kill this abnormal cancer cell, which carry over expression of CD38. And so also China found that when you get infected by certain hemorrhagic fever viruses in your body, you also have this overexpression of CD38 on certain cells. So they believe that when you use this antibody to kill these abnormal cells, it can help you recover better. So China government this time is, you say they change the thinking, they get the drug and then they, based on the drug, they can define which type of the virus they can use as unrestricted bioweapon. Yes. And also they have uh, amplified the production of this monoantibody in China already. Usually, you know, this drug, because it only specifically work on this small group of the cancer patients. So company like Johnson Johnson, they won't have a lot of stock. But Chinese Communist Party, they have already prepared a lot. Then that means once hemorrhagic fever uh, outbreak have happened overseas, they can tell them we have some special drugs and we already have a lot of storage. So when people are in a panic, China government can sell you the drug and also they can use this way to kidnap the other government or people to be on their side. This is very cunning. Very much so, very much so. Now, in, in my research on Hanta and Lassa in particular, they are also respiratory viruses. Um, and I would, I would imagine that given what we know from the SARS-CoV-2 and the CCP's uh, genetic research and gain-of-function research, uh, that those may have been uh, targets to engineer this new hemorrhagic fever. Would, would that uh, be a possibility? They definitely want to engineer it. The thing is, uh, because of the you know, PLA, the, uh, this military scientists, they have kept the data classified. So I don't have this uh, virus sequence yet. Then we cannot examine whether it's already uh, successfully engineered, but they definitely try and they expect to do that. However, as we said, uh, even without engineering, just use the original viruses from rat or bat, and this virus is still lethal enough. And this virus, the good thing is, I mean, if there is no gain function, the good thing is for these original viruses, they usually cannot cause pandemic like COVID because of the nature of this virus. Even they are respiratory disease or others, uh, or they can infect it through other routes, their uh, transmissibility can't be so high. So maximally, if these original viruses happen, it should be some outbreak in different areas. So that's why, it, you know, when we start to warn people even before the Winter Olympics, at that time, we also already gave this information, intelligence, my analyze to intelligence department. The, the, the purpose was 
to tell people first once you see something happen after uh the winter olympic or during that time or later on don't be panicked because you know once people see bleeding from nose eyes vomit uh blood all these things they, they will be in a very nervous way and that will cause chaos we want people to know first once you see these things you already know oh this can be hemorrhagic fever virus and also for the governments hemorrhagic fever viruses because it is type of the uh traditional bioweapons before so government they have their biodefense uh actions the point is to let them know the potential risk of this uh bioweapon attack so they can quickly you know uh conduct a lot of things prepare prevent uh like train the doctors or do more surveillance about their people come from other countries especially china all like this so that would be very helpful and also because we know that xi jinping regime xi jinping's office very uh how to say uh they, they really uh care about what my and my network the released so they will have a lot of uh very uh quick uh response when i tell some intelligence out so this time we hope that when we give this warning they can be scared and because it's like someone go to your house try to kill people and when they know that you already heard the plan and the place is ready so they may stop it for a while so this is the third and the biggest purpose we want to do the good thing is although we heard other intelligence that they prepare to release hemorrhagic fever viruses during winter olympic through participants and but uh until now uh based on our observation and some feedback uh it seems chi uh, xi jinping regime uh was nervous so they postponed the plan i mean it's not stopped postpone the plan and that is very good for us because we can earn more time prepare more and let people uh, understand how to deal with such situation yes yes now i understand from one of your articles that you have uh, knowledge that the ccp military scientists worked in liberia to study ebola in 2014 and that there were six groups of scientists that went to Sierra Leone to study Lassa viruses most recently in 2020. To me, this revelation should be extremely concerning to the global population, because why would these scientists be there for any purpose other than to either collect live virus or wild virus to do something in the lab? I mean, this is a bit of a smoking gun, I would say. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. So this actually is uh, the, uh, the evidence my team, uh, my team organized, uh, uh, summarized uh, to people to help you, uh, people understand that, for example, when we talk about some cases, like when you mentioned the UK hemorrhagic uh, fever case happened this early this year, I mean, oh, I didn't mean it exactly come from CCP or some, but I was, uh, I was, uh, saying that it was very suspicious because those people get infected from West Africa, 
but they definitely are not only people came to West Africa these years. However, in UK, there were no such cases for several years and suddenly three increased. So this would be something UK government should be very uh, careful about. And when we talk about suspicious people would say, oh, so, so what? They went to South Africa. They didn't come to China. But what I want to tell people is, because I was in this field in the WHO lab for a long time, and I know these projects. So the Chinese Communist Party, yes, their uh, folks on the new uh, viruses, they can collect from China. But also, they went through this kind of international organization to put their hand to the other country. And West Africa, if you see, the, there are several countries uh, famous of the previous hemorrhagic fever uh, outbreak, including Mabo or uh, Ebola uh, or Henta and others, Masa. These countries like uh, Sierra Leone, uh, Nigeria, Liberia, these countries, if you check, there were a lot of reports in the past 10 years that Chinese government, sent, Chinese Communist Party government sent the military scientists with other doctoral scientists went to those countries to help them control or study the viruses. However, if you check more detail, you will see that they have what they have done there is they actually not only prevent, but they also use this opportunity to collaborate a lot of uh, viruses, samples. And this is very important for you to study uh, gain of function and bioweapon because you need to have material and you need to have special materials they don't, the other countries don't have. Now, most of these things are in Chinese Communist Party's hand. And also based on some uh, uh, articles we found published by the PLA scientists and the China CDC together, they have said that they tested their mobile BSL uh, biosafety uh, level three uh, vehicles in, uh, I remember it was Sierra Leone, when they doing the anti-Ebola. So the thing is, they not only uh, stay in the hospital to help the patients or prevent it, they also use their special mobile P3 to travel around and to find more this kind of virus sample for their study. And all this, and also all these countries, if you check, they are also Chinese government's good friend. Uh, they can be included in the One Belt, One Road project which is very um, corrupted, controlled by China, and also uh, even WHO or John Hawkins University, I remember, and also uh, NIH, these scientists, they feel that, oh, China has conducted a lot of things there. It's good because they don't need to go to Africa, and Africa is not a good place for them to stay longer. But Chinese government seems very friendly conducted the toughest work and also will collaborate with them. So they're happy about this. Basically, they give this dominance to China and their surveillance definitely is a big problem. Mm. So essentially they are there collect, not only collecting genetic information to build their library, 
but also uh, testing some of their antivirals. And um, with, with, I mean, I would imagine the, the goal there is to protect the Chinese citizens when they release something like this uh, and allow the rest of the citizens of the world to be uh, extinguished. Uh, they, you, you're almost right, but one part is not accurate. That is, they do test other things, of course, and also they do uh, collaborate on, uh, collect a lot of materials. However, they don't care about whether Chinese citizens can be infected or not. I mean, they have this idea that if they can have something uh, that Chinese people have different genes, and so this virus may be uh, not harmful for Chinese gene, but that's not for Chinese citizens. If they do that, they want to protect the CCP senior officials, like Xi Jinping's family. And I can tell you that you and me, I'm yellow, you are white, but actually our genes are not that different. Maybe in some part, like for example, the rate of diabetes, the rate of glaucoma or some genetic disease. However, I mean, generally, uh, your family and my family and we, when we face to some like COVID or the other, uh, this kind of attacks, we may generate maybe different kind of severity, but there, there cannot be a very obvious uh, death rate between uh, your population and my population. So yes. because we are all, all human, we don't have that much of difference which can be used for bioweapon development. So in this case, another thing is helpful for Chinese Communist Party uh, in study is some uh, epidemiologic data. For example, uh, when we talk about uh, COVID death rate, you have to understand not only COVID itself, but also underlying diseases. A disease, uh, disease can uh, increase the death rate. Then when China actually they know the fat rate, obesity, and also diabetes, this kind of rate is higher in America. And they also know once the COVID pandemic uh, destroy your, make your uh, medical facility overload, then people cannot get treatment in time, then this combined will increase the death rate. So these are the things they can do. And the such knowledge, they also studied in Africa or the other countries. Okay, yeah, understood. So is, is there something that people can do to protect themselves and their families from being infected by one of these hemorrhagic fevers? Uh, will the ivermectin and HCQ that have been useful to ward off COVID, will these be helpful? Or, or do we need a, pro a product like uh, uh, Johnson & Johnson's uh, Darazolax to be safe? Uh, I would say that Darazolax is injection uh, drug okay. and it's very expensive, like 1,000 uh, US dollars per dose. And it's always out of shortage. And because, you know, this is anti-cancer drug, it has side effects, some side effects and should definitely more than uh, hydroxychloroquine or other safe drugs. And you have to use it under the doctor's instruction. So this made it difficult, almost impossible for people to handle it at home by themselves. However, as I said, hemorrhagic fever viruses, they usually cannot cause the pandemic, even in a very poor health condition area, like some, somewhere in Africa, 
when there was outbreak, it can be controlled. So the thing is, uh, people first they can check like the CDC or other website. They will have some introduction about this disease, and they tell you like wash your hand or uh, keep distance from patient. All these things. These are the things people, common people, can do. And most of, of the important actions should be done by the government. So as I said, one hand government organize the doctors or doctor organized by themselves and to prepare like don't feel so strange once you see such symptoms and also maybe uh, in the other kind of control measurement uh, like imported cases or some when you'll be more careful about that you can basically filter a lot of uh, this kind of patients I mean this virus also has incubation period but uh, when there was like individual case happen, like in UK, it can be uh, treated uh, if your your hospital is not overloaded and if your society still work well. So these are not that difficult. However, you should also remember that, as I said, Chinese Communist Party now is really a serious killer. So it already killed a lot of people uh, during COVID. And it joins Russia for the Russia-Ukraine war, and they will make it even larger. And so now they have this uh, bioweapon in their hand. They have already launched the propaganda, misinformation, all to combine with it. So they won't give it up. They know that you are aware of that. So they will look for the right timing. Since Winter Olympic was not the right timing, then just postpone it. Later on, there may be a better timing because it's only decided by Chairman Xi Jinping or very handful of top, top uh, CCP officials. So this is something you should know. If we let this regime keep going on, you give them time, that means you give them more chance to kill you and to harm your uh, beloved. Sure. So uh, given the fact that we may be um, this this hemorrhagic fever release may take place. Would it be advisable for people to do a weekly ivermectin uh, prophylactic dose to uh, offset potential viral viral replication that could occur? Would would that be something useful? I haven't seen the every. I mean, I haven't do this research about the prevention drugs on the hemorrhagic fever viruses, and I. At this moment, I don't think I will recommend any of these uh, uh, prophylaxis uh, drugs uh, because you should know that when we take a lot of drugs, it also will make our uh, immune balance, balance get disrupted. We have micro, um, microbiome in our, uh, in our GI system, so that will be disturbed. And usually I will say like uh, at this moment, uh, we just be careful. It's okay because this virus even can come out from nature, and most of times, uh, majority of people are very safe. So, don't be panicked. That that's my idea. So you know this is something, and you know we have some way to handle it, and you know you should should be careful. Uh, that's the best way to handle it. Okay, so more more simpler measures like a vitamin D, vitamin C. Uh, vitamin D, vitamin C, always useful. Like you yeah, like the yeah. green vegetable, you like fruits, you like yeah. eggs or milk. So as long as you don't have allergy, nutrition and uh, like the rest and uh, 
boost, uh, not over boost, but keep your immunity, uh, immune system in a healthy condition, condition is uh, are always uh, very useful. These are not very special for uh, prophylaxis. Sure, sure. But uh, best, best, uh, um, best prophylaxis that we have at this point is, is healthy eating and a healthy lifestyle as opposed to anything else. Yeah, and the cave relax. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough for a lot of people these days. So moving, moving on here, I, I know that your expertise is in the, in, in the area of virology and science and medicine, but I'm going to ask you a series of political questions uh, to help the listeners understand uh, your knowledge of the motivations and aspirations of the CCP. Uh, not too long ago, I had a lengthy conversation with two older Chinese immigrants to Canada. Um, they seem to be very... Um, uh, you know, near the top of the ladder in terms of uh, the way they spoke Mandarin and uh, their business and so forth. And they told me that the CCP is not an entirely unified entity. Rather, there is more moderate and more extreme factions within the party that are all vying for dominance. Uh, is this an accurate uh, representation of what's happening in China? Uh, China's Communist Party, basically, I, I would tell people that I can consider it as a uh, international mafia. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's not like when uh, in, uh, in America, when people talk about parties, it's like you can uh, always shift between two parties you, you support. And also, you, for example, someone can be the GOP member later on, quit, quit it and go to Democracy Party and all quit it. However, you know, uh, in China, once you become a CCP party member, you can't quit it. The only way you quit is you are kicked out by the party. Uh, like when they want to put you into a prison, they will say, oh, we withdraw your membership, you are kicked out like this. So they have their very, very strict. I mean, that should be the most strict way to control people in all the human history because it was developed based on Leninist organization, and also in China, they make it even more strict. Uh, combined with some, uh, you know, characters uh, in Chinese history, so now it is like they are very proud and confident about all this structure. That's why, if you listen to the uh, media, that Chairman Xi Jinping or our uh, Spokesman, uh, spokesman in China always will tell people, oh, we have 1.4 billion people with CCP. Uh, so we we are not scared of America. We, we, we don't worry about that. It doesn't mean we have 1.4 billion people that government cares about and love about. No, that means we have 1.4 billion hostages. <laughs> and uh, we can use at any time because we tight uh, uh, we tied strongly with them, they can't escape. Okay, so n there's really no dissent then amongst the party. Everybody believes in Chairman uh, Zing's vision moving forward. There's nobody trying to vie for position or try to take over the leadership? Uh, I won't say everyone believes that. Uh, when we talk about it, uh, although Chinese Communist Party always say uh, people uh, were, like treat uh, communism as a face, but it's not. Uh, if I compare it with like the uh, ISIS, this kind of organization, I would say uh, the members of ISIS would, uh, would hold stronger face 
to uh, their religion much more than the Chinese people or CCP members hold to communism. Because in the past se uh, 70 years of the uh, new China's history, we have already seen that how they uh, launched those kind of very cruel movement, including the big star for three years, uh, cultural revolution and suppression of Tiananmen event and later on in Hong Kong, the pro-democracy uh, movement. They have seen how government ki uh, kill people, destroy the uh, whole um, uh, social order. And also they know that this government always lie. I mean, most of people, they know that in different level. However, government use this kind of uh, propaganda to brainwash people even from your just born. So in this case, what I want to say is Chinese people, as I know, majority, they don't have this strong face, but they also didn't realize how much they were deceived by this government because this is too big to realize. And like few of people like me, and because I have different experience, not only in mainland China, but also in Hong Kong, and I suffer from the Hong Kong pro-democracy movement, and I know the history happened in the past 70 years from my uh, family members, and also I read all together, this will make you know it more and more, and you will realize also oh, finally, you have to remove the whole regime. That is a way to uh, solve all the problem. But most of people, they would say, mm, although I don't love this party, but anyway, I need to live, I need to earn my leave. So maybe change to another chairman would be uh, good already. And I don't have so much energy to think about it. It, it will be like this. So wake up people. Let them know how dark the society is and let them know how dangerous you and your uh, children, your grandchildren live in this society is very, very important. And also this is what we uh, and also many other people are working on now. Well, uh, Dr. Yan, that's a very interesting statement you've made and, and much of what you've been saying unfortunately also applies to what's happening here in Canada now, as people blindly are following what the government is saying and uh, from a very young age to a very old age, uh, and there's a few of us that are making or questioning what's happening. Uh, and I think, um, you know, somewhat prophetic words, because if people don't, in Canada, if people don't wake up to where the government is going in this country, they're going to wake up in a system which is very similar to uh, what the Chinese citizens wake up to every day. Very, very so dangerous. Canada is one of the countries that communist China has spent a lot of years to infiltrate and manipulate. And so uh, many of the things when you mentioned that uh, when people say, oh, oh, this is kind of brainwash or propaganda. So many of them actually behind is the Chinese Communist Party's uh, this kind of strategies and work with your uh, some local people in Canada and other countries. Interesting. Uh, so next, I'd like to look at uh, the Defense Minister Chi Hao Chan's lengthy 2003 speech he delivered to uh, high-ranking CCP members. Um, he begins with one of his statements by saying that the modernization of China uh, under the saber is the only option for China. 
How do you interpret his statement there? Oh, could you repeat again? I didn't hear it. The signal is not good just now. Sorry. Okay, no problem. So, uh, um, uh, uh, Chi Hao Chen, in his in his two thousand and three speech, mm-hmm. he he kind of begins by saying that modernization of China under the saber is the only option for China's next phase. How how do you interpret that statement? Under the saber, you mean the yes, uh, un, un, under the sword, under the saber or the sword. Uh, under the saber of the sword. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm not quite familiar with which word you mean. So uh, um, under under the because, sword. So sa- saber is a type uh, of sword. Oh, I know, I know. I thought you mean cyber. Sorry. No, no, no. Saber. S S A B E R. No problem. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I think you mean the Chi Hao-ting, that very famous speech, right? That talking about CCP's unrestricted wall strategies. That is something uh, we always mention, uh, even when I meet uh, Congress people in DC or senators in DC, the, when we talk about unrestricted by weapon, they would remind that, oh yeah, there was speech about Chi Hao-ting, uh, from Chi Hao-ting on the similar things. So what I want to tell is, Actually, Chi Hao-ting's speech is one very important signal, but which sadly was ignored for a long time by uh, other governments that CCP is never a friendly regime. It looks friendly because, it, I mean, CCP knows they're weak, especially in the past uh, 30 years. I mean, they have big distance uh, from other developed countries in economy and also the uh, like the military power. However, once they have this chance, it's like the frozen snake. You know, it will bite you. Although you try to save the snake in the winter, but once it wake up, it will bite you. <laughs> yeah, so this is so simple. That's why no matter what fancy words they're talking about, and usually it's very difficult for you know, foreigners to understand those CCP member speech because it sounds very fancy, uh, very nice, and uh, sounds uh, even their theory sounds reasonable. However, uh, as a Chinese person, I want to tell you is uh, we Chinese people, if you're smart enough, you will always use the opposite way to understand this government document or speech or propaganda because what they want is to show you they are nice, but stab you under the table. And also okay. this is always the national strategies in this communist China. So that's why you see 2003, uh, 2003 uh, Ji Hao says that. And at that time, remember, China was not the WTO member. So at that time, the economy in China is still uh, quite lower than these days. But after they draw into WTO, right after a few years, uh, Xi Jinping became chairman. So since 2013, Xi Jinping started to uh, raise an, uh, another national security uh, strategy. Uh, in this strategy, he has defined 11 factors about the national security. Among the 11 factors, 10 of them are directly related to biosecurity. And the other one, I remember it should be nuclear uh, security. That means it can guarantee the biosafety as a you know threat to other countries. 
So biosafety and uh, in CCP's mind, it is not for biodefense. Actually, they are using the technology and the source to develop their unrestricted bioweapon. So all these things, you see, once economic goes well, once China has more influence in the world, they immediately change their face. Okay, okay. And um, within this speech, he also suggests that the CCP Central Committee conducted an AI-assisted survey of the Chinese population to probe oh. his opinion on the development, you know, that if, uh, if their global aspirations necessitated masses deaths in enemy countries, would the people endorse that? And apparently 80% of the people answered yes to will you shoot at women, children, and prisons of war of the enemy? Um, is this, again, more propaganda or people simply saying yes because they would fear to say no? Um, where, where does the average Chinese citizen really feel about that? What do you think there? Uh, we should say that Chinese people are human. So, yes, uh, most of Chinese people, they are very nice people. Also, uh, they may lack of some understanding in democracy or in, the, uh, in freedom because China government uh, didn't give them any of this kind of knowledge and people brainwash them. But when we face to like the death or some, uh, for example, in China, uh, people say uh, a dog is pity. I mean, although there are also some people eat dogs, but there are always many people when they say a homeless dog is uh, hurt in the street, they will help the small dog and they will rescue the dog. So the human feelings are in common. Somehow, as you said, AI is a another um, surveillance way to control people. Basically, I mean, previously, when we don't have this technology, they use learning is the organization based on human source, uh, manpower only. But now, because we have this kind of computer, mobile phone, social media, so this also can be used by China government and already been used by it to control people. I can give you several examples, like, uh, for example, uh, we all use WeChat when we were in China, and this one will be linked to your, uh, like your, your SSN, so our ID number. So once it's uh, automatically detected some words they don't want you to say, like, and you, you may not know what words they don't want you to say. It, they have some updates very often about these sensitive words. Uh, like, for example, like, for example, Dr. Li Min Yang, don't talk about Dr. Li Min Yang on WeChat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so there will be different results when you do that. Like if you do it in a group with like uh, 20 or 100 friends, and then there can be that they can't see what you type. You thought you deliver, but they, for other people, they didn't receive. And also, if they receive, there can be the administrator of this group, because these people usually always get uh, trained by government level by level to emphasize their uh, this kind of uh, how to say uh, alarming feeling. So they will say, "Oh, you mentioned Dr. Lee Yan, and that means uh, you you bring some dangerous things to our group, so he will kick you out." Mm. And also. Uh, what will happen is very often these people will be noticed by the national or uh, those kind of place. And this place, they are in charge of such uh, sensitive words uh, on social media or 
uh, online. So they will go to you because you have linked your SSN number, I mean, our ID number and other things there. So they can inform where you work as university or doc, uh, hospitals. They can tell the leaders in that place and they will punish you. And also uh, they can bring you to the PlayStation. They will, uh, the, I mean, they, they can educate you in their way, or they even can detain you for a while. It's up to how many times you talk about Dr. Yeh, or how you comment Dr. Yeh. So all like this, and you know this is not only about you, because if you are father, then you have this record. They will tell you, your kid will have difficult to go to the good school. Mm. All your parents will lose their uh, retired salary. So all these things are all linked together. Then people are well trained. It's like the, I mean, like like the animal experiment you see when you give a monkey some food and you beat it after a while, monkey won't touch that food. This is how Chinese government treat our people. So that's why I said they will never think about Chinese citizens' health when they develop bioweapon. They also use Chinese. Dr. Yan, we've lost your audio there. Lost your audio. Can you hear me? I hear you now. Yes. Uh, did I finish my? No, it was just a, now? there was about three, three to five seconds where you cut up. So yeah, just okay. Uh, I, a little bit more is, I mean, when we talk about the monkey trial, right? Yes. So uh, that's that's why you said you see uh, we say uh, Chinese government will never care about Chinese citizens' life when they study the unrestricted bioweapon. Instead, they would even use Chinese citizens to do the trials to optimize the bioweapons. It happened in COVID-19 in Wuhan, and also based on our intelligence, it happened in Xi'an, the city with over 30 million people in China for the hemorrhagic fever virus, uh, virus test. Wow. So what, one of the other uh, portions of the speech, he goes on to, to, to compare the, the Nazis' uh, concept of Lebensraum um, and in, with the, the idea of resolving the lack of living space for China and its growing population. Um, and then, which is more troubling, he you know, begins to talk about the fact of using non-destructive, women, non-destructive weapons uh, to kill as many people in America as we can uh, so that we can take over the country as opposed to if we were to use nuclear weapons, of course, then nobody could occupy the land. Um, so, you know, to me, this is a very, very explicit um, illustration of what the CCP's plans are uh, for the rest of the world. And, and people need to take um, take heed of what they're saying. I mean, this, they're not, they're given this speech and given COVID and everything that you've been informing the world of. I mean, people at this point need to take, uh, be cautious of what the CCP is doing. Um, you know, the governments, people in general, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting to me that, you know, growing up and uh, the Soviet Union and the communist threat was this terrible thing. And then somewhere around the year 2000, China suddenly is our best friend. Uh, they're the worst <laughs> communist regime on the planet. And yet we're doing trade with them and normalizing relations and every other communist regime in the world, you know, including the, the tiny island of Cuba, we've uh, ostracized and, and refused to work with. So uh, I guess let's hear your thoughts on, on those subjects there, if you would, please. So, you, yeah, you have mentioned that 
uh, even Chihati and the others, they have mentioned before to use non-destroy uh, weapons to uh, maintain some manpower. And after they take over the place, this manpower can, manpower can be enslaved, right? So that's why people ask me, oh, you say COVID cannot be weaponized because only less than 2% deaths. And I told them, this is the unrestricted bioweapon adopted that kind of thinking to make it non-destroy because uh, based on the, uh, this kind of study, for example, one person gets sick, the other people would come to take care of them. Uh, so that means you suddenly reduce full manpower from your enemy and later on at least three of them can be reused as slaves. And it also uh, happened like when when China, you know, when we talk about non-destroy, that means not destroy this uh, manpower's capacity to work for you. So let's talk about a little bit more. The government, like communist China, they don't want people has, uh, I mean, not only smart, but also even normal thinking. Because once you have even normal thinking, it's easy for you to use your logic or your common sense to realize, oh, they are lying, right? So how to maintain it? Keep brainwash you. And even, you know, recently we can say that some study, actually a Wall Street Journal even, uh, I think they reported that they found TikTok can affect children's brain development structurally not only in some, uh, you know, thinking level, mind level, it structurally can change the people's, because this is based on the different stimulation. So your brain get uh, developed in different way. So this kind of brainwash actually, and also uh, like in China, they have cultural revolution for over 10 years, have big stuff for over three years, and all this kind of terrible movement this also can change people's brain. I mean, we need to know how they affect from the structure and also mind level. But I mean, generally we can say that this is also non-destroy, but make people feel scared of this regime and they give up their hope and they give up the freedom. They just want to survive. So this is something very terrible and very pathetic. And also uh, I have observed from my childhood in China, they won't do that. Why Hong Kong people are so brave and I really, I'm so proud of being a Hong Konger. It's because when Chinese Communist Party tried to do the same thing to them in 2019, Hong Kong people didn't just stay there and give up. They came to the street. They have millions of people, like basically one of six or one of seven Hong Kong people came out at the same time for protest and they kept fighting. They kept speaking up, doing a lot of things that inspired me and also inspired a lot of other Chinese people. So China government, they are pushing this. Now you see, they chased the brave Chinese, uh, Hong Kong people away push them immigrate to UK or other countries. And also they try to uh, use more mainland people to dilute the local Hong Kong people in Hong Kong. Then they can make this everything become very stable. And this kind of non-destroy uh, policies 
they will keep using it to uh, Taiwan, and they also want to use it to other places like America. One day they can come here. So these are the things we really need to be, uh, you know, prepare for that, understand it, and then prepare for that and prevent it. We need to fight back. Interesting. And uh, shifting gears, uh, another um, Chinese dissident, I guess you would say, uh, He Xin, um, pointed out in the Hong Kong Business News uh, that he attended a gathering in 1995, a, a Mikhail Gorbachev Foundation uh, where there was about 500 of the world's most important statesmen, including George Bush, Tony Blair, the big new Brzezinski, George Soros, Bill Gates, etc., where they talked about um, reducing the world's population by four-fifths and uh, that the there would be a high-tech means in terms of eliminating them gradually. And um, these people were in attendance were applauding and, and agreeing. Uh, so it seems like the plan by these globalists to reduce the population has been well underway for some time. Uh, are, are you aware of this um, issue as well? I have heard about people talking about the population, uh, but if you are talking about the COVID, it's uh, the population and also the next uh, World War, um, maybe we'll have, I mean, we're already in the World War Three actually. Uh, so the later uh, more wars will be depopulation. Uh, I don't agree with that because, I mean, I didn't deny these people, they may have discussed something and talk about this, talking about how oh, we have so many senior people and maybe we reduce, uh, this can be. And however, uh, COVID actually, as I said, if you check all this history, it is part of CCP's unrestricted bioweapon uh, program. And also it follows CCP's tradition that anti-human and using this kind of very cunning ways, unrestricted ways in different aspects to destroy the social order. And they want, the final goal is they want to re-establish a new order under uh, communist and mixed with other ideology uh, finally become an anti-human and totally this kind of controlled uh, system. So this is what happened uh, happen now and what is happening. Also, you see like Russia, Ukraine, they get uh, this war behind it is uh, CCP, it's Xi Jinping, they signed the secret deals uh, with Russia and also they even prepare the uh, joint military drills with uh, from PLA to Russia's army, uh, even back to 2018. And they also China support financially and also uh, buy weapons and materials to Russia because they want uh, actually can separate Europe, uh, Europe Union, and also control the continent of uh, Euro-Asia and compete directly with America. And finally, even they want, uh, you know, uh, totally uh, occupy America and let every people under their order. This is what they want. They want to destroy the world order we uh, already have based on US dollar. So all these things is 
actually we say why I don't talk about depopulation because whatever I mean this kind of concept when people want to talk they need to have some country which has without the country the the national power I mean just sit there talking even you have money you can't do that and China actually they have this kind of power as a nation they can make all these illegal things become legal in that country and also when they are doing something like, for example, compromising uh, Dr. Fauci, right, or Peter Daszak, uh, when there is document uh, for surveillance, they can make these documents in a very, uh, you know, looks very legal way because government can facilitate all these things you need. So this is the way it's like, I will always say that when people ask me about this, uh, I will tell people, oh, what the crisis we are facing now is the expansion of communist China and Norway's Putin, the alley. And also what they are going to use, actually, they will not use the massive nuclear weapon because both Xi Jinping and Putin have their secret songs. They want to be the next empire, uh, emperor. But they will use uh, a weapon because you see just one COVID can cause such huge damage worldwide. So you can image that Chinese Communist Party regime actually is like the giant octopus. And it has a brain. So the brain is CCP and the PLA scientists. And also there are some allies. And they also have tentacles go into other countries like they went to Canada, they went to US, and they try to grab your money and your technology. And there were greedy people. Uh, I mean, like Bill Gates, uh, like other rich people, we know that these people have given money to support this kind of uh, activities. So they were like uh, the people who's feeding the giant octopus. But you mean, we, if we don't have this giant octopus, if we remove the brain, the octopus is dead. So the chemicals cannot work. And even there are people like Bill Gates who want to feed they can't find someone to feed. They only can have their own money. So this is what I like people to know why it's urgent. And yes, if there are other people have some anti-human, this idea, strategies, we should uh, look at that and say if it's illegal or something they're going to do, you should prevent it. But the real crisis in front of us is from China and now China and Russia allies. We should not waste our time, and we have to focus on that. So uh, one of these tentacles of the octopus, has that infiltrated or influenced the growing leftist socialist agenda in America and, and elsewhere? Yes. Oh, yes. Left, you mean, when we talk about left, we usually say like um, extreme uh, left side, according to my understanding, should be the socialist or some other even communist in Europe or, or the Canada, America, right? So well, I, 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 would su I would suggest that the Canadian leadership between uh, Jagmeet Singh and Justin Castro uh, are leftist extremists that are both communists. Uh, and, you know, it would be very interesting to see what their ties are to the CCP. Oh, yeah. So because I'm not familiar with the polit uh, political uh, organizations in Canada, but I mean, based on my understanding, there is a group of people actually also they live in democratic countries, but they really expect that 
what's from the communist uh, countries can happen in your countries. So you, you should know that one time is infiltration, manipulation, like financial support, propaganda support, brainwash. Another thing is this is actually uh, when the communist party established a hundred years ago or even longer by Russia, uh, Soviet Union, and they have already have something called international communist. That means they always want to launch the movement in different countries. And the final goal is to, you know, take over the government and also change it, become a communist country. And behind it always, you know, this kind of small groups or small countries even, they need strong financial intelligence, propaganda support. So that's why China, because previously Soviet Union and China, since Soviet Union already fall apart, China is the top and the most important uh, country to do these things behind. That's why we said, you see, uh, in Canada, I see some news that people said, why we feel it's running like the uh, Soviet Union time or something. Yeah, this is because China, when it grow, become giant and giant Octobers. So the tentacle is stronger and it can go to your country, do quite a lot of things. So that's why we need to know when you need to face this crisis and the future, uh, this danger, uh, ongoing danger, actually. Chinese Communist Party is your biggest, your top enemy. And China also treat America and America's allies like Canada and the European Union as the top enemy too. So we're already in a war, it's an invisible war. And this is an advantage for communist China because from the military power level, still they cannot compete with the developed country, but they are cunning enough. They know how to manipulate and use your brain to not destroy, but use people. This is, well, yeah. Well, certainly in, in Canada, I mean, if you voice an opinion like you've just said, where the CCP is an enemy state and that we should be on guard and that this is a, a significant enemy to our freedom and of our way of life, you're labeled as a racist or a xenophobe and you're canceled because we should be accepting and embrace other cultures and blah, 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 which, you know, clearly, I mean, if, if, you know, you are somebody who is raising the alarm. You're you're a Chinese person. You're well educated. You've seen what happens there. You're not lying to us. There's no benefit for you to, to tell a, to tell a false tale and to and to raise this warning. Uh, so you know, just in the same way as a doctor like Peter McCullough says ivermectin will will help you for for COVID, and people shout him down. Well, you have to wonder what the the objective of the people shouting those voices down are, which is probably they are complicit in the ongoing fraud and uh, CCP takeover of the world. Yeah, uh, Peter McCullough is my good friend and I really respect him. And what I want to tell is, yes, this uh, we will be labeled. I mean, I'm a Chinese people, but they still try to label me as anti-Chinese, anti-Asian, which is so ridiculous, right? <laughs> but they can label me other thing else, like China spent a lot of money to label me as a hamster because I use hamster to publish a nature paper in COVID time. So they want people thought I'm a hamster, so so small, so so naive like this. But the funny thing is, you see, 
as strong as such big country. Uh, I know uh, you may also think China is so strong, so big, incredibly strong. But what else it can do? Nothing. It only can use this way, try to intimidate me or try to smear me and do something else. I know they, they try to disappear me from beginning to now, and I know I am the target of their fox hunting project, which means using your family and your friends to go to uh, America or other country to uh, bring the dissident back or disappear the dissident. Uh, but what else they can do? At least they dare not just come to me and uh, kill me in front of the, uh, I mean, other people's, right? So they sure. are actually very coward. So that's why more people wake up, more cowards they are, more nervous they are. And I can tell you something. Uh, I mean, this is really based on our intelligence because we do have our intelligence even in Xi Jinping's personal circle. So mm -hmm. Xi Jinping is very nervous, although it looks he's so strong, but he knows he is weak. And he knows there are more and more uh, destabilizing factors come out not only from outside, but also from inside China. So these people, they are like, we always said, CCP is a paper tiger. And if you just punch it, it will broken. So the thing is, we need to let people wake up and stand up, and we need to work together to punch this a paper tiger. So you, as you said, in Canada, you have some people try to uh, stay with CCP, support CCP, or you also have the uh, maybe some capitals behind it to support the censorship and some officials. But, you know, these people, they also cannot do it under the sunshine. They always handle it in darkness. So as long as we let more sunshine go to the darkness, those people will fail. Yes, yes. Well, we hope so. We hope so. Um, and then one of the final questions here on the political front, we, we've mentioned Taiwan a couple times in our conversation here. Uh, to me, I feel that there's a great risk that uh, the CCP moves on Taiwan, given world situation. And if, if Russia is allowed to uh, move in Ukraine, uh, if if I'm Ping right now, I'm looking at Taiwan. This is, sounds like a great opportunity to move in. Uh, what are your thoughts there? What is your intelligence revealed on that subject? My network has already given this intelligence to us, and we have revealed it from the uh, very influential anti-CCP YouTube media, the media, uh, since several months ago, that Russia will invade Ukraine, but it is not the ultimate goal. And Xi Jinping and Russia are together. He is the biggest supporter behind Russia without Xi Jinping's support. Russia cannot do this. And what happened to East Ukraine, and like those two areas, uh, Putin and the local, some uh, like the officials claim they want to be independent, go back to Russia, is what Xi Jinping want to copy to Taiwan. Uh, because Xi Jinping knows that once he launched the hot war against Taiwan, the whole world will look at him and then they will like, uh, you know, defend Taiwan. But once they are using this kind of way, like, for example, using the people infiltrated in Taiwan, there are quite a lot. And if they start to say, oh, we want to go back to China. And for example, if there is an outbreak of COVID happen in Taiwan or hemorrhagic fever outbreak, or earthquake or outrage, all these things give some 
chaos, and then those people can have the chance to uh, speak out that uh, we call for China PLA to come to Taiwan, help us. We want to be independent. That's the best thing Xi Jinping won't happen. However, when we say that the Ukraine war because of the brave Ukraine people, it didn't finish as they supposed within three to five days, right? And also, there are more animal, uh, more government stand with Ukraine, uh, fight against uh, Russia. So Xi Jinping now is also nervous about this. Uh, that's why uh, he will still, as I said, like hemorrhagic fever viruses. He will still look at the timing to use it, to launch it. But it is not at this moment because he's still waiting. And also, he will never stop because Russia, Putin, and also Xi Jinping, they actually want, as I said, want to reestablish a new world order. And this order, compared to American, uh, European order, it is totally anti-human. So to achieve this goal, they want first a separate NATO and get as many allies as they can. And also on the east side, they want actually break through the second island chain. And at that time, they can use their like nuclear submarine or other uh, weapon, uh, this military power to directly uh, comfort to America. So that's why we cannot let it happen. We have to let people know it in advance to keep them uh, limited. Okay, very good. And final segment of today's chat, I wanted to ask you some questions about the uh, the COVID-19 vaccines. Um, sure. In China, has uh, have they been using the mRNA COVID vaccines? And, and do we have any data indicating any harm from the injections as we do here in the West? Oh, this is a very good question. I always want to talk to people about COVID vaccine. And because I studied vaccine in the WHO lab, and I have my patent on pending in America. So I want to tell people that first, uh, answer your question. mRNA vaccine has not been uh, widely applied in China because Chinese government want to use their own vaccine to make money. So they have basically, uh, because of the limitation of the technology, they only can use some uh, very old version vaccine, which is mainly the uh, inactive vaccine and also the recombinant protein vaccine. However, I want to tell people that from the beginning, I tell people, even back to uh, January, February 2020, uh, when, when some Chinese media asked me uh, the opinion, I told people, don't expect the efe uh, efficient and also safe COVID uh, vaccine within short time. Because this is first, I mean, uh, we have the nature of the coronavirus, which means in the past 20 years from SARS-1 to MERS, uh, all this coronavirus we have faced in outbreaks, we have no idea to develop the good vaccine even past the animal experiments. So also we should not expect this large version of the SARS-1 uh, vaccine happen in the short time. And also the other thing is spike protein is the main part get weaponized. That means not only one, if you read my report, you will see several functions already with smoking gun and also some hidden things. And very importantly, when they do this malicious uh, op operation on the spike protein, some result 
uh, they expected may not happen, but someone they didn't expect may randomly have randomly happened because virus is alive. Something combined after changing will give the generates a new uh, outcome, new function, like the uh, high transmissibility is something they didn't expect, but finally happened. So we should know that in my report, I already mentioned spike protein itself can cause the risk, including blood clot, neuro, I mean, brain or nervous system, this damage, and also autoimmune system problem, and also hunger means group of the non-specific but very disturbing symptoms for people. And also it's like when you're doing uh, the spike protein, use spike protein, for the vaccine, you may get the antibody dependent enhancement. That means the good antibody you thought turns out can be bad when you face the next infection. All this get more and more verified in the last two years and also uh, after the vaccine um, application. So I want to tell people is that these things exist but also I don't want people to have panic that, oh, I get vaccine, what can I do? Cannot get it out. Uh, basically, I would like to tell people that they consider it as alcohol. So, you know, we should, uh, we drink alcohol, but we also know alcohol has some problem can cause. Uh, when we talk about uh, liver, yes, it can damage your liver and it can give you the heart problem and it will make you have some uh, whole system uh, disorders. It will uh, also like uh, when you drink too much, you may, I mean, some people even suddenly die, all like this, right? However, uh, and also, yeah, it can damage your DNA based on some study. And sounds very familiar when you talk about the vaccine uh, side effect, right? However, are you scared of alcohol? No, because you know it. And you know, maybe you can take uh, one bottle of whiskey and maybe I can take two bottles of beers and we know we may drink, uh, we may drunk and we know if we are uncomfortable, we can eat something after drinking, right? So this actually is something I think is very important for patients to know from doctor that you understand the pros and cons. And if something we still don't know, you should inform doctor, we, uh, inform your patients. We're still not familiar with exact dose, like whether you should get again and again and again for those six dose, or, or whether in your condition, like when people are sick, they are not suitable for alcohol. So when people have some problem, they should, I mean, of course, they are not suitable for vaccines, right? All like this, the problem is now, it's lake of such study. And also because of huge benefits. So scientists and also big pharmacies, they are pushing it. And under the help from like the compromised person like Dr. Fauci, so they can push it to market and they even can use their power to affect the policy. All the politicians make decisions based on these professional suggestions. If he consult five scientists and the three to four of them said, oh, you should do mandate, then he definitely will sign the mandate policy, right? So this is something we are trying to let people know and try to stop. And also this kind of um, 
vaccine policy and also immature vaccine will cause long-term problem in the future. This is also, I can tell you, it is what China want to see when they develop such unrestricted bioweapon and other purpose come out. So also, like, I will tell people, don't give, I don't suggest kid to get vaccine because, as I said, like alcohol, you don't want your kid to drink alcohol and you don't want to drink, always drink alcohol, right? So interesting when you mention uh, the potential collusion between CCP and Fauci um, with some of these health measures. And obviously, we're now seeing that these mRNA vaccines may alter the immune system, potentially even permanently, and reduce people's future immune response, which if I'm the CCP, this sounds like a great plan for my next release where I have a population now that has a compromised immune system uh, and I have a series of public officials, Fauci and the rest, who are willing to do my bidding. Uh, that sounds like a very interesting part of the equation here. Of course, that's why I said it's urgent and congratulations. You already start to understand CCP's thinking because <laughs> you have given the actual the protocol they won't do. Like they also, I mean, I said this is COVID is one type of the unrestricted by weapon and uh, hemorrhagic fever also and other things like, of course, they care about HIV or they care about other pathogens can cause immune uh, uh, disability. So they actually also mentioned in their document before that uh, if there can be other uh, like the secondary actors when they act aid and then well, it will give the previous uh, damage even worse like that. So we have a lot of things to consider. And meanwhile, like we have given them two more years after the outbreak of COVID, right? And we keep giving them time. And if we don't do sanction and we don't boycott Chinese Communist Party, we don't kick them out from UN or WHO like this, we, if we don't do this, they still can do more things. As I said, John, October is growing, so they won't eat all of us. So we have to do all the things immediately. So let, let's get to the how we control the octopus next. Um, but I, I did want to, before we get to that, the work that Dr. Jessica Rose has done uh, to expose the potential hazards of these um, the, the mRNA vaccines, and that there seems to be a level of improper manufacturing or manufacturing intolerances for the mRNA sequence within the nanolipid particles that's being injected. Some of these are now novel versions or incomplete versions of the spike protein, which may be part of the problem as the human body now starts to generate these unknown or, or, or novel random sequences. This could be causing some of the problems here. Are you familiar with any of that work at all? And, and if so, yeah, what are yeah, so there? So, yeah, we are talking about the uh, technology, about the MRA and other things, um, and the particles. All this is all actually, it's just uh, the difficulties we usually met when we develop the vaccines. So, vaccine development, first, it's difficult because it's up to the nature of the pathogen itself, right? And also, we have used different technology, like uh, the simple. The most simple one is just kill it. We call it inactive, but it will cause a lot of other problems more than uh, most of the technology we are using now. And so we usually try to develop better technology. And all this technology, even we just shift some proteins, uh, combine some proteins, 
This will also generate unknown outcomes because we always said uh, human bodies is alive and the virus we also consider it alive. Uh, so this has a true alive scenes. It's like uh, when you give this kind of uh, part from this alive part, I mean the virus, like for example, when you give the, uh, we also have life attenuate vaccines, right? So we give it and because this can still uh, attenuate, uh, although attenuate, but still can amplify in your body. So we have to consider how to control the final amplification. You don't want it to get too much, right, in your body. This is like two life scenes get together, always have their own feeling. You can consider like that. And this MRA is, although it's not life, not life attenuate, but because mRNA can get uh, replicated in your body. So you also can consider there is a, uh, how say it's a, uh, there is a um, power to make it growing up in your body. So the thing is, we because we never have this vaccine uh, human trial before, and we still don't have enough data to analyze it now. The thing is, we want to know when you give the injection, how long will stay, it stay in your body? We have, for example, we have seen the uh, red, uh, uh, I think it's a red on mouse that experiment data from Pfizer. And they have talked about the distribution of the mRNA nanoparticle, but they ignore the brain data. So this is something very uh, abnormal, at, at least at that time when I checked. So why, when you want to check distribution and it has the capacity to go in through the uh, blood brain barrier, why do you ignore the brain? Because this is something, uh, anyway, uh, we will be very suspicious whether you potential, I mean, you, you, intention, you intentionally to hide some data. We have this kind of suspicious and we hope to see how it happened. And also when it goes to animal, then it passed it safe, then it goes to human, still there will be a lot of problem. As you know that our whole body deeply involved. And for example, when you get the injection, when I get the injection, the same dose, of course, it will have different uh, style, dy dynamic some uh, result in our bodies. And also maybe uh, the injection in my body, they like it more, so they stay and amplify more. And also in your body, although they don't amplify, but they may go to certain organs and they wanna accumulate there. So these are all the things uh, for layman. It's very difficult to explain one by one. And most of these difficulties, even scientists, they don't know how to answer or how to solve until they can do a lot of study for long term. This is time plus effort. So I cannot say uh, what we can do or what exactly happened, but I always tell people based on the evidence and all our knowledge for vaccine development, such unknown potential risk exists and we really need to know it. And since we already, most of people, I didn't, but most of people had two or even three uh, boosters. So we really should slow down and consider uh, how to solve the potential risk before you give more boosters. Yeah, because of course, as you suggested, this is, we are in the experimental phase. We don't have any long-term data in terms of what's going to happen to these people with one, two, or four doses. It's, it's a grand experiment at this point. 
Yes, we don't have this. Uh, no, we don't have this. And even when we were in the lab, we have to change the experiment setting and to do the different kind of uh, project for one vaccine candidate. And it even takes many years uh, to handle it in one lab. And most probably, 90% of the vaccine candidate will fall before a uh, field before the clinical trial. And the other 90% will fail before the clinical trial three. But now you see uh, all these big companies just launched their new vaccines one by one. It seems always 100% successful. Yeah, yeah, which is imposs theoretically impossible and uh, scientifically implausible. Yeah, that's why you see when we have the normal logic and thinking, we all can understand this. But if we are now destroyed, brainwashed, <laughs> we will ignore this, right? That's right. That's right. So, so how do we starve the CCP octopus? Um, what will you, if if uh, Li Min Yang is in charge of the foreign policy in America, what are some steps that uh, you would take to begin to starve the octopus and, and shrink the tentacles? There are many things we are doing now, and many things we can do. But of course, me and my team and my followers, we cannot do all the things. We always need people's help. Uh, for example, we know CCP study your law system, international law, weapon convention, American law, Canadian law. So they know there are a lot of like gray area or the uh, like weakness they can take the advantage. So we have to let the legislator know that you are used by. This problem are used by China, and you have to uh, fix it or improve it. And also, we have to let people wake people up is the most important step because uh, CCP is doing brainwash, and we are anti-brainwash. And once people know that this regime, this ideology, is anti-human, I mean, all the human, most of human, they will know that this something not uh, cannot be tolerant. And tell people. This is uh, like, for example, I do the tour speech from uh, uh, Hawaii to uh, Alaska and also in DC, meet people often, analyze, provide them evidence. This is so important because I always like to cite uh, the Hong Kong protest slogan, be water, because everyone is, can be considered as a drop of water. We don't have the specific ship and we are very flexible but we are capable when we are together become river and ocean. So all this, all of us can exert our own uh, like capacity, do the things we can and keep it pushed forward. Every day push out a little bit more. And so finally we become the ocean and that is the way to make this October, Jan October very weak and then of course, economic sanction, all this thing altogether, it's a way to end it. Well, that, that's very well said, uh, Dr. Yan. I, I appreciate that. So what, what's next for you in terms of uh, areas of research uh, and so forth? Um, Many but, things I'm doing now. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, for example, the fourth report is on the way and because... Mm -hmm. WHO is going to have another so-called origin of COVID report. And basically they actually uh, want to tell people this is from nature again and again, because in the past two years, there are many other uh, scientists, not only in China, but they're helping China and helping uh, Fauci. They made up, fabricate the 
so-called bad coronavirus, and they want to claim it as a nature ancestor of COVID-19. So I have analyzed the data genome uh, with my team, and there are very clear fatal uh, problems and to show this is fabricated. Also, uh, I, I'm writing the paper with my team as my friend. Uh, we publish it in my club in the Mark Out Loud and to let people know the CCP's unrestricted bioweapon program and also other things about uh, this whole uh, project. And I'm also working uh, with other people, which I cannot tell much now, but I can tell you that uh, when I'm always open and welcome people to come to me and no matter which uh, field they are from, and I just provide them my professional knowledge and understanding, and I'm happy to work with them to uh, be water, promote our uh, final goal that is uh, anti-Chinese Communist Party and destroy it. No, that, that's excellent. Um, and so do you have a, your own website uh, yet, Dr. Yan, or, or uh, America Out Loud is the best place to see your publications? Uh, I have my clone uh, in, in a mark outside, uh, out, a mark out loud, and also I do uh, a lot of uh, reviews with them frequently, as well as I do a lot of interviews with other people like you and other channels. Uh, so it's best to go to uh, my Twitter to follow me, okay. Dr. Li Meng Yin, but it is a account with over 120,000 uh, followers, not the other uh small accounts those are all the fake ones fake ones yeah yeah great yeah well uh it's been a pleasure again dr yan i thank you so much for your time and your insights and for your bravery um uh, and your your wise words that we should all be water and uh, gather collectively into a large ocean and and push back this anti-human uh regime that's trying to take uh charge of the planet and we'll regain our humanity yes thank you so much michael Thank you. You have a great day and, and you be careful out there. You too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.